Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hey, another win for the Sacramento Kings. And uh, how about 11 games over 500? And how about coming out of the All-Star break, a win against Portland, the Thriller in L.A., two wins against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, no Shea Gilgis-Alexander, but no De'Aaron Fox today. And, Ryan, I- I'll tell you, I like the way the Kings played in this game without De'Aaron Fox. I mean, I know we talked about this at halftime, buddy. OKC doesn't have any firepower on the floor without SGA. But, you know, the Kings... They've had some problems without Fox. We've talked about one and four coming in. I like the way they handled the game. I really do. Yeah, Grant, out of the five games that we have not, or the Kings have not had Fox, this is the first where it wasn't super noticeable. They they yeah. played as a team and it didn't stick out like a sore thumb. 123 to 117, the Sacramento Kings win. And you are watching the postgame show with Grant Napier and Ryan in Sacktown. And yes, indeed. You know, Ryan, it's very interesting in this game. The Kings won this game in the first quarter. The second, third, and fourth quarters, they played to an even score. I mean, the difference in the game was the first quarter, 44 to 38. Again, uh, second and third quarters and the fourth quarters, identical points. So good first quarter. You know, you sometimes forget about how a team starts. I like the way how the Kings started. I mean, they put 44 points on the board in the first 12 minutes, and that's the difference in the game. It is, Grant, and uh, it's something that we talked about. We needed to see better first quarters. Obviously, the game against Portland, not a good first quarter. But since then, the Kings have come out well. This was their 15th uh, quarter scoring 40 points or more of the season. So that's a pretty good stat right there. Yeah, you know, Justin, everyone knows that the Kings need Fox. Uh, There's no question. We get that. You see what Oklahoma City is without Shea Gilgis-Alexander. When you have an all-star not on the lineup, you're going to miss them. But the difference in this game is, is I don't know, the Kings, I like their composure better tonight. Does that make sense? Absolutely. In fact, I'm going to put this one up. I really like this by Chris. Yeah, go um, ahead. Yeah, I, I really liked what Chris said, um, just that, you know, they, they came out and they did what they needed to do, basically. Yep. And with or without Fox, they got the job done. Composure was there. And that's all you can ask for of this team right now. 
Memphis won. They beat the Lakers at the end of three. Indiana's leading Dallas 106-98. to I'll tell you, if the Mavericks lose this game, I think it's time to just say the Kyrie Irving deal is not going to work. I mean, the, the, it, and again, I'm not saying the game is over, but they, they're not playing very well. And you saw how well that Kyrie played in Sacramento, the game that Luka did not play. But since then, they only have one win against the hapless Spurs. So... We'll see. Yeah, Grant, I, I don't know if you've watched them much play, but do you think that's more of a product of a Kyrie issue or a Luka issue? That's a great question. I, I'm going to say Kyrie just because, but listen, there's one basketball out on the floor, right? Yeah. And they're both, they both love to have the ball in their hands. So I'm not really sure how to analyze that, but I, I do know this. It's not working right now. That's what we do know. Good job there. Murray did have uh, 10 rebounds in this game. He was 5 of 10. He had 13 points. So good job there, Jay. He did rebound the ball well. I do like to see that. You know, and Harrison Barnes in this game, how good was he? 29 points, 8 of 13 floor, 4 of 5 from downtown, 9 of 10 from the line. He also, you know, had 9 rebounds. It was a very solid game for Harrison Barnes. Yeah, and he, he's been the one, right, that picks it up when Fox is out. He kind of takes that leadership role, and he puts his head down and goes to the basket and opens things up for everybody else. So good to see. Yeah, and I thought Davion Mitchell was good in this game. You know, he got involved offensively. I told you uh, after not having any assist in the first half, I wanted to see him get some assist. He had four assists in the second half, so I like that. He ended up with 15 points, and so that that was that was a real positive in this game. Yeah, very much so. It's just with him going to be consistency, right? Because mm -hmm. the more he can bring on the offensive end, the more you can utilize him down the stretch. And how about Kevin Herter with nine assists in this game? Loved it. Absolutely yeah. loved it. That that was what I wanted to see. I know we want to see a little bit more scoring, but just see him get involved and help this team. Yeah, you know, Anita, we saw Davion play very well offensively at the end of last year. And for whatever reason, uh, it has not been there this season. But I do like how well uh, he played in this game. You know, don't worry about the Grizzlies right now. Don't worry about that, okay? I, I understand they can catch Memphis. Just worry about the schedule upcoming because the schedule is still very challenging, okay? It's very and, – and again, I'm not taking anything away from the Kings, but let's call it the way it is. They've had a huge break coming out of the gate. No yeah. Lillard, no Grant. Okay, then they went and had a, a, a game of the century in L.A. against the Clippers. But then they take on an Oklahoma City game without their all-star and by far their best player. So let's let's acknowledge that they're taking advantage of the breaks. But now the schedule, I mean, it really does look daunting for a while. It does, Grant. And I wouldn't be worried about the Grizzlies. I'd be more worried no. about uh, what they're wearing to the game. Did you see uh, what's his name tonight? Walking I thought it was the... embarrassing. Dylan Brooks. Uh, Dylan Brooks, uh, yeah. Bring bring back the dress code, would you please? It's embarrassing. Oh, it really gosh. is. Go check you know? him out. He looked like Stone Cold Steve Austin. It was it's terrible. You know, it's it's just it's inappropriate is what it is for uh, it's a professional athlete, in my opinion. It, it really is. Um, man. All right, 123 to 117. Sabonis, so another great game. Barnes, I thought, was the best player on the floor tonight. Yep. You had Murray with a solid game, a double-double. Mitchell with 15. Herder with 20. Mm -hmm. You know, no double-digit scoring from the bench in this game. You a little surprised by that? Because I am. 
Um, from the bench, yes. From Monk, not necessarily, because who's the guy they're going to treat like Fox when he's on the floor? It's going to be Monk. So yep. um, he got a little bit of that treatment. But, you know, Lyles, Metu, yeah, a little surprised they didn't get in doubles. Yeah. You know, again, uh, Trey Lyles, 13 minutes, had nine points. He had five rebounds. Monk, 15 minutes, only took four shots. And, you know, Delavadova got in the game, didn't do much, 14 minutes. One shot, he had uh, one assist. So, you know, it all adds up to a win. And now 36 and 25. How freaking good is that? 36 and 25. It's pretty incredible, Grant. But like you said, the schedule gets really tough right now. And Grant, you know, good for the Kings for padding this so they can go Mm -hmm. into this schedule without having a million pounds on their back. Yep. Great point. That's exactly what they've done. They've stretched things out. So even if they have a bad week, it's not going to kill them. Right. I agree with you. That's exactly right. And again, you know, we keep on talking about the other teams that are trying to chase them. Phoenix is getting Kevin Durant tomorrow. He's going to make his debut against Charlotte and they don't have anybody playing. Uh, We don't Dallas is losing right now. 112 to 104 with nine and a half remaining in the fourth. The Lakers lost. You got the Clippers playing Minnesota tonight. So one of those teams is going to lose. And, you know, the Clippers play in San Francisco on Thursday. Right. I believe that game's in San Francisco. Could be in L.A. I don't know. But the point is they play the Warriors on Thursday and then play the Kings the next night on a back-to-back. Yeah, they are on that back-to-back. So uh, hopefully the Warriors can uh, get them running up and down the court a little bit faster than yeah. Minnesota tonight. Um, right, but regardless, so- they're, they're deep enough. They're going to be fine when they come to Sacramento. Uh, so that shirt over Ryan's shoulder is going to be available on my website if you don't like that.com very soon. I didn't realize all of the uh, hoops you got to go through to like sell <laughs> merchandise on your website. I mean, I, I actually feel like I'm getting ready to get on a, a freaking spaceship in the orbit, you know, and I got to, you know, yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, good Lord. It's like signing your freaking life away. You know, I got to do this. I got to have this. I got to have this tax form. I, I got to have a sales permit in the state of Florida, but we're buying the shirts in California. got to have the, you know, Jesus, can we just sell the freaking shirts for crying out loud? I mean, what the hell? We're talking about freaking t-shirts here. All right. <laughs> Give me a freaking break. Would you, you know, I got all these damn forms. I'm getting all these me- emails. Well, you got to do this. You got to do that. Yeah. I'm selling shirts. You know what I mean? I'm selling freaking shirts. All right. I'm selling t- I'm not selling cars. I'm not selling private jets, all right? I'm not selling secret weapons. I'm not selling guns. I'm selling freaking T-shirts. Lighten up, would you please? Every freaking day, you know? (laughs) Unbelievable. And that's Grant's Rant brought to you by Zoom 180. Go check out zoom180.com, a revolutionary flashlight, five LED lights. You will not be disappointed. If you don't like it, Roy will give you a full refund. Zoom180.com. Good job right there, Ryan and Sacktown. Zoom180.com. Love it. Love it. Love it. Revolutionary new flashlight, as Ryan said. How about this? I got my boy not only doing show solo, but he's now doing commercials. How about that? <laughs> learning the yes. ropes, learning the ropes. Yeah, unbelievable. All right. Someone said, uh, ask for a donation instead of the cost of the show. Well, I can't do that because oh. we have to, the shirts cost money. And I, I, if I get a donation and it's a lot less than the cost of the shirt, then, you know, I'm, I'm a nice guy, but, you know, I can't be losing money. All right. So 
Hey, I like this one right here. Roll those shirts up to your freaking neck and sell them. Good job right there. Yes, sir. Yes, You're sir. You're darn right. Absolutely. They want me to get a rant on Dylan Brooks. Well, where do you want me to start on Brooks? Oh, yeah. What a freaking head case this guy is. What is he trying to prove? Walking into a game in Memphis like that. I mean, what the hell is that all about? You know, they used to have a dress code in the NBA, and then all of a sudden it went by the, 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 the wayside. All right? And listen, I get the fact that you got a puppet for a commissioner. All right? I get that. But you're going to – does Adam Silver not cringe a little bit when he's in the office and he sees some of the attire – that the players in the NBA wearing. And listen, I'm not saying you got to wear a tuxedo to the game, okay? I'm not saying you got to go to Raj, Raj's Fashions on Soy 8 Silkenbit in Bangkok to buy your tailor-made suits and shirts, all right? Raj's Fashions, yes. Anyway, you don't have to do that. But, I mean, can we at least look presentable? I'm not even going to use the word professional because I don't want to offend anybody. But really, Dylan Brooks, what the hell's wrong with you for crying out loud? It's like, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. I'm an idiot. I mean, stop it already, would you please? That is that another rant? Is that two rants? Yeah, and that rant is actually brought to you by Bennett. <laughs> Bennett, huge Brian, the team, huge fans of the Sacramento Kings and the show. They've got two locations, one in Roseville, one in Sacramento, a new one coming to Rockland very soon at the Blue Oaks Town Center. They've got whatever you want when it comes to steaks. I am favorable to the hangar steak. I know Grant loves the porterhouse. They've got great seafood, awesome ambiance. Go check out Bennett's and have a great, great meal. How about my, my man here? Not only doing shows by himself, now stepping in and doing live reads. Freaking awesome. He's coming a long way, don't you think so, folks? He's coming <laughs> along just fine. You see, I took the saddle off him today and go, go ahead, do the pregame show. Now look at him. I can't control him. He's doing live <laughs> spots. He's doing it all. He did a freaking rant on the pregame show. I can't contain the guy anymore. See what happens? You give the guy a little bit of latitude. Now he's doing it all. Pretty soon oh, I'm going to be out of a job. Pretty soon yeah. I'm going to be done. Yeah, I doubt that. <laughs> I doubt that, my friend. <laughs> uh, well, Joe, thank you very much. And uh, if you have not yet subscribed, please subscribe to the uh, channel. Yeah, did you yep. see what Kyle Kuzma is wearing today? No, I did not. Google Kyle no. Kuzma. I mean, it's just hard. to. I don't even know what it was, so Google him. Anyway, uh, if you are new to the show, please subscribe to the channel and hit the like button. That way you are aware of everything that we're doing if you subscribe to the channel. All right? So there you have it. All right, how about this one? People sell shirts outside arenas all over the country. You think they pay taxes? No. <laughs> no, no, Michael. I do not think that they <laughs> no. pay taxes. No, I do not. <laughs> they also do not have YouTube shows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think that they sell. I think if I went outside the Golden One Center, though, with a couple of hundred shirts and sold them as fans were walking into the first playoff game. I think I'd be sold out in about 10 minutes, but I also know that I'd have somebody on a camera phone or a video, you know, sending it to the uh, tax department saying, Oh, Grant Napier is making money selling shirts. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I right? think the tax department would be like <laughs> giving you a high five. Um, but yeah, uh, you would sell out of shirts quick at Golden uh. One.
I agree with you about Lydia. Next season will be uh, good pieces to fill in the roster. This has already been a monumental season, but you're exactly right about that. So did you see did you see the outfit by Kuzma or not is yet? It, is it like that like burnt burnt big bird kind of look? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I saw yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right. Uh, you know in what Oregon, it is? What's that? You know what it is? It's turning into pro wrestling. I mean, these you, you might as well yeah. get the fireworks going when these guys walk in the arena, get the smoke machine yeah. coming yeah. out of the Ferrari, weighing 270 pounds in a trash bag, Kyle Kuzma. By the way, Sea uh, Dog, I do agree with you. I think if you win on Friday, I do think it locks in a top six. I do. Absolutely. What do you think, Ryan? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. If they win on Friday, yep. that's top six for yep. sure. Uh, Indiana leading Dallas 117 to 106. Think Mark Cuban's a little nervous right now? Yeah. Well, well what's Kyrie have left on the contract? It's a rental, right? Yeah. Yes, it is. So, mm-hmm. you know, he, he mortgaged mortgaged a couple of years of picks probably. Um, yep. But yeah, I, I guess it's better to find out this way, right, Grant? Than to extend him or do a sign and trade and get him for a long time. But you know, with Kyrie, he's not going to be anywhere a long time. I would love that. Yeah, wear your shirts when you go to the game. I would really appreciate that. Good, appreciate the support. All right, again, the Kings win this game, and it got a little tight there in the fourth quarter, Rhino. But I, again, I like the composure that the Kings showed, and I thought the leadership of Harrison Barnes in this game was huge. I mean, I thought he was just great. He played 37 minutes. And he did everything out there. He did absolutely everything. Yeah, him and Sabonis. I mean, they they were just Swiss Army knives out there. I don't know, and I'd love to get everybody's take in the chat and your take, Grant. Even though it was close in the fourth, I never yeah. got that feeling that they were going to no. lose this game. Not once. I didn't either. Nope, I, I agree with you, Ryan. That's a great point. Not once did I go, oh, gee, you know what? This is going to be one of those games. I actually felt the opposite. I was like, not even worried about it. There's no way they're going to lose this game. No way. I didn't think there was any way they were going to lose this game. I really felt that Oklahoma City doesn't have that one guy, Ryan, without SGA on the floor that can put the team on his back. The Kings do have some of those players that are able to do that, and they did tonight, like Harrison Barnes. And Sabonis was one assist away from a triple-double. So I'm with you. There was a a comfort to the game tonight. There was like no stress, or at least I didn't have any stress. Yeah, that's exactly how it was. And, you know, to Oklahoma City – you take SGA and put them on the court around those guys. That's a whole different team. SGA, yep. or they've set up that team perfectly for him, the supporting cast he needs. All right. Do you? Perf- All right. So answer this question. Yeah. Um. I. I don't care. I. I like Ryan Rhino. I. Bo is another one that I've been called my entire life. So in fact, growing up, it was Bo more than Ryan. So I'm okay. used to nicknames. So okay. hit me with whatever. Uh, Hex, it's not anything that needs to be decided right now. Worry about it in the summer. Right now, you're third in the West, and you're moving on, and everything's going well. All right, Greg, thank you very much for your donation. We appreciate that. Uh, By the way, the Clippers is the fifth game out of the All-Star break, and we are taking uh, the two largest donations on Super Chat during these five games. You'll join us for the game after that, and then we're taking a wild card. So, Greg, you're now eligible uh, to be that wild card. So, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, Harrison Barnes scored 29. But you know what, Christopher? Uh, It's not about one game. It's about consistency. Thank you, Norman. We really appreciate that. Pair character lifting some weights saying, keep it up. 
All right. So let me let me get back to Harrison Barnes. He has been unbelievably consistent this year. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. at the beginning of the year, he got a little bit of a or at one point he got off to a slow start. I'm not worried about it. you pretty much know what you're going to get from Harrison Barnes every night. Now, he may not score a lot on a given night, but he's going to do everything else. He's fabulous in the locker room. He's just a consummate professional. I wouldn't be so like quick to just say, oh, you need to move around, move around from Harrison Barnes. No, no, but I think they've got to get Harrison Barnes at the right price. I don't think you could go into it with like a Rudy Gay contract per se. Um, uh, I think Harrison is very important. I mean, if not Harrison, who is kind of that leader, uh, leader veteran presence in the locker room? He's the guy. He's the guy. Exactly. Um, so he's very important to that team. And I think you got to find a way to keep him. Hey guys, I understand that we're talking all things Kings and I get the fact that you want to weigh in and I'm okay with that, but now's not the time to be talking about who to keep and who not to keep. It's just not. Okay. Don't even think about it, all right? It's 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 a non-issue right now. You're you're on the way to the playoffs for the first time in 17 years and a chance to be over 41 wins for the first time in 17 years. Don't worry about who's going to be on the team next year, all right? Don't worry about that. And I would agree with Anita. Without Harrison Barnes, uh, the Kings do not win this game tonight. But uh, no. he was outstanding, 123 uh, to 117. Light the beam, 36 and 25. Can you imagine the looks that we would have received if we had told you that the Kings, after a no and four start at one point, would be 36 and 25? Uh, yeah, they'd probably say have another one. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, like the guys that were going to go to Bennett's and drink all the beer. But uh, yeah, it's really unreal. And it's still so real at this point. But uh, now we're, we're looking in the 40s, maybe 45. Yep. I mean, come yep. on. That's great I stuff. Know. Uh, the plus minus stat is good over a period of time. It's It can be kind of a false narrative if you use it on an individual game. But if over a long stretch of 40 games or so, yes. It's not as important as it is in hockey, which I think is a very big stat. But but game to game, you can it can be misleading. 123 to 117, again, as we were saying, uh, the game tonight was won in the first quarter. Second, third, and fourth quarters, the score was even, all right? It was 28-27 OKC in the second, 22-21 Sacramento in the third, and 30-30 in the fourth. So this game was won in the first quarter, 44-38. Don't don't forget about how the Kings started this game tonight. It was very important. Yes, it was, and it's something that is starting to become a trend here in the second half, and hopefully yeah. they can continue it. I would take 500 in March because the Kings have oh, now yeah. – Built, yeah, in a heartbeat. I, you give me a 500 record in March, I'll sign up for that right now. Absolutely, because that means you hit April 11 games over 500. Oh, yeah. I, Grant, we would have taken a 500 record for the entire second half of the season. Yes. <laughs> yes. Mean, um, but yeah. yeah, especially with some of the teams that are coming in. Yeah. All right. Hey, I want to say thank you to New Works Plumbing of Sacramento, locally owned for over 20 years. Just go to sacserviceplumbing.com for all of your plumbing needs and repairs. And remember, they're available around the clock 24-7. So if you have an emergency in the middle of the night, no problem. They'll be there. Go to sacserviceplumbing.com or just call the number on your screen. New Works Plumbing, they've got a fix for you. Kings are back home now to take on the L.A. Clippers. And uh, the Clippers are playing uh, Minnesota tonight. And uh, that game is still in the first half. So, 40 to 33, the Clippers right now with 330 left in the fourth. Indiana is leading Dallas 
121 to 114. And Dallas is not playing well with Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic. And the Kings played two games in Dallas later in this season coming up in March. Keep an eye on that. Yep. And uh, we'll see if they get it figured out by then. But, I mean, we're starting to get a decent sample size so far, Grant. And it's yep. not looking well. Kyrie Irving with 16 points tonight. Luka Doncic with 34. Okay. And they both have played the same amount of minutes and nine points for Kyrie Irving, but it's not resulting in wins. And again, the game's not over yet. There's 330 left and it's 121 to 114 uh, Indiana. Meanwhile, how about Tyrese Halliburton with 29 points uh, in this game? And I saw a picture where the whole team went to Buddy Heald's house for shoot around. Buddy's got a full size court at his yeah. house in Dallas. So I thought that was interesting. Cool. But, you know, as long as long as the Kings keep winning, it really doesn't matter what anybody else is doing. Yep, they just need to uh, pay attention to themselves and go full steam ahead like they have been these first four games of the second half. Uh, No, I am from New York, born and raised uh, in New York. Syosset. Syosset. See, my man's just getting so good at everything now. I got it. I love it. Then I went to college in Ohio at Bowling Green and kept on going further west and west and west. Uh, I do like Quinn Snyder as coach. I thought Nate McMillan got a real a raw deal. Do I think he's an upgrade? No, I don't. I think they got issues there in the locker room from what I'm hearing with Trey Young. That's what I think their issue is. Yeah, they've got something going. Um, and if Nate McMillan can't get Trey Young in line, I don't think Quinn Snyder is going to be able to do that. Nope, I would agree with you. So a couple other finals that we talked about. Memphis, they beat the Lakers 121 to 109. Denver uh, polished off uh, Houston 133 to 112. Other scores of inch- Milwaukee beat Brooklyn. Uh, let's see. You got 40 to 35. The Clippers lead with uh, 850 left in the first half over Minnesota. Portland is in Golden State, 48 to 34. Blazers, 640 left in the second. Utah is at home against the Spurs. Two point lead for the Jazz going into the fourth. And Dallas has made a late run. It's a one point game with 213 left in the fourth. Very good. I keep an eye on the uh, Blazers. See what they do. Um, they're they're still right there at the tail end of the play-in. So I'm going to watch for them. You know, Justin, there are too many to name. I don't think there's just one regarding Jason Williams, but he had many. Yeah, I think Anita and the others have mentioned this. How about this? 18 and 13 on the road. You could make an argument that the Kings are actually a better team on the road than they are at home. Yes, you could. And Grant, it's funny, Anita, great, great point to bring up. I, I was thinking about it, and I'm like, you know what? I would almost rather see the Kings start off a playoff series on the road and then come home yes. for three and four because I think they could get the split and then they're going to have their feet wet a little bit. And can you imagine? Remember the crowd game three? I think it was 96 yep. or 98. Yep, 96 after they had beat Seattle in game two up in the key arena. Yeah. So home court's good, but I don't know if home court's great for a young team. Hey, Rich, close doesn't get it done, Rich. I don't want to hear about close, buddy. Okay. You were close to not breaking your leg, but you broke your leg. Okay. Close didn't count. You know, if it landed a little bit differently. You wouldn't have broken your leg. So close doesn't really matter. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. He's hey, not happy about the shirt stuff. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Rich, you kill me. 123 to 117. You know, the only guy I know whose phone actually worked better in Phuket, Thailand than it did in San Diego, California. Oh, that's right. You know, of course, if you went to Phuket, you'd understand why. (laughs) That place is spectacular. Oh, my gosh. 
Uh, Rich, let's go to Phuket, all right? Your next trip, I'll meet you in Phuket. Let's go to Phuket. Sounds good. <laughs> hey, how about Rich? Come on, man. <laughs> oh, man. You know what? Um, I don't know. Have you heard of Harrison Barnes? He's won an NBA championship before. I think the Kings are very confident. And again, I don't know what's going to happen in the playoffs because it's Feb or it's February. It's almost March, but it's February. So I, I, let's wait till you get there. All right. Yeah. I already did a rant. Go to if you don't like that.com and listen to my rant that I did on this today or your favorite podcast platform, whether it's Apple or Spotify. And uh, yeah, absolutely. And then, Rich, we'll go to uh, we'll go to Samui, too, after that. Right. We'll go to Samui and. Hit a couple of the islands like uh, Koh Phangan and Koh Tao. Yeah, let's do it, you know. Uh, I was actually born at New York Hospital in Manhattan. And the week that I was born, uh, my mom and dad moved to, uh, where am I from again? Syosset. Yes. So we moved, they moved from Queens to Syosset, which is right on the border of Nassau and Suffolk County, right next to Huntington. So there you have it. How can I do a rant on Shaq? I love Shaq. Why am I going to do a rant on him? What, what did Shaq do to, that he needs to be picked on? Not that I love nothing Shaq. I know of. Shaq's he, great. He's one of the he, – I, I actually got to know Shaq. We did a couple of uh, promotional appearances together in front of a green screen one day at Arco Arena, and it was hilarious. It was absolutely hilarious. And I've always admired Shaq, liked Shaq. I'm not going to do a rant on Shaq. That was uh, that was the year the king stayed, right? When uh, yes. Shaq yes, got a minority ownership, I remember yes, it was. that. Mm -hmm. um, you know the other one that I love. I I hated him in O two, um, but Bill Walton, and I say that because he was just the king's hater on NBC, yeah, um, and just the Lakers homer. Yep. But then you get to know him, and I don't know if anybody saw the skit on Saturday Night Live this last weekend, but it was great about bill he, he's an awesome guy i did uh, a couple of years of games with bill i probably did 50 games with bill and it, it was completely different than working with jerry and the king sucked then uh so you know bill actually made me laugh but i mean bill's an interesting guy and i've got to know bill very well and i would just say i have a lot of respect for that man you know i, I oh, do yeah and Say what you want. There are a lot of people that don't like Bill Walton, but you got to say this, whether you like him or not, he's entertaining. He's entertaining. He's entertaining. And, you know, he's found ways to live. I mean, he lives in a lot of pain. Let's just say that number one, but he's found ways to still be active, still be fun. And uh, I, when I went to college at SDSU, his son, Chris was on the basketball team with us. And mm -hmm. so he was at our games commonly because Bill lives in San Diego and every time we'd go to their house, Bill would always go. And he had never met my parents one time. Ryan, tell your parents I said hello as he <laughs> sits right there with his leg crossed. And he's yeah. got a glass of red wine looking at the ocean. My favorite play-by-play -play announcer of all time is uh, Marv Albert. Uh, Chick Hearn's on the list. Uh, Bill King's on the list. Uh, you know, I'm picking guys from a, a different era uh then kevin harlan i i enjoy kevin a lot first of all kevin's a great great guy so i'm not sure where i would have him on the list i'd have to think about it but marv albert is number one uh on my list number one on my list okay so i'm gonna flip it on you who's your yeah. least favorite 
my least favorite announcer. Mm-hmm. Besides, besides uh, Romo. But we're talking basketball, though. Yeah, basketball. Uh, I think Quinn Buckner's a horrible analyst for the Pacers. I ha- really have a difficult time watching a game that he's doing. As far as play-by-play, mm, you know, it's really hard for me because I'm friends with all the, the, yeah. the people that do the play-by-play. And I've always thought that they're all really good. You know, that's why they're uh-huh. in the position that they're in. And off the top, of, and I really mean this, and I'm not trying to duck the question. Yeah. Off the top of my head, there's really nobody that jumps out at me where I go, gee, they're not very good. I think the NBA is pretty fortunate in the play-by-play department. There's a lot of uh, good announcers, you know, except for the one guy that does the Kings games. Other than that, I uh, think they're all really good. Yeah. I, I, I'm not sure he's even paying attention to the game. I think he just has a dictionary in front of him and he finds a word he likes and just squirts it out when he hears the crowd go loud. Uh, I'm not being negative. I was being very positive. That was positive. Yeah. Uh, Mike Breen is awesome. I love Mike. Mike is a really good uh, friend of mine. Yeah. I'll tell you a story about Mike Breen to show you what kind of guy Mike is. So, when, when we used to play the Knicks, I always used to have my dad on the floor before the game. And he'll, he always used to talk to Mike, and Mike got to know my dad. And very often, they'd find themselves on the same train going home because Mike's uh, train on the long – Mike took the train in and to work. And Mike's stop on the Long Island Railroad was the same line that my dad took. And a couple times, they would see each other on the train, and they would talk. So, unbeknownst to me – when my dad died in 2007, we had a memorial service for him on Sunday, December 2nd on Long Island. And I am there talking to everyone. My brother talked, you know, to eulogize my dad. And I look out into the audience and who's in the back row but Mike Breen. Wow. You know, Mike and the Knicks were playing that night. And the... Memorial was in the afternoon and there's Mike dressed up there for my dad's memorial service. And I just thought, you know what a class act that is. You know what I mean? Like little things, those you don't ever, ever forget something like that, that Mike made the effort and wanted to be there for me at my dad's memorial service. That's pretty freaking classy. Well, that that grant, I mean, even to get a card or something like that, that's class. But to absolutely show up, I mean, that's just a whole nother level, something you don't forget. Very cool. Yeah, Hicksville was right next to Syosset, and then there was Westbury. Then after Syosset, there was Huntington on the Long Island Railroad. There was Mineola. We have a fan that watches us from uh, – yeah. you know what, Mineola? You know what? I should list Bill Shawnley, Joe. Thank you for that. He was great. Sean's was great. He, we just lost Sean's last month. Fabulous, fabulous, fabulous one. All right, here we go. Grant, you would be my first pick for the Hobie Baker Award. Best announcer, George would agree. George McPhee would agree. Good job right there. Hobie Baker Awards, the Heisman Trophy of college hockey. And it was pretty amazing when George won the Hobie Baker Award his senior year at Bowling Green and then ended up playing for the Rangers. I, I've always told you, I think I've told you this, right? Yeah. So yeah. His, he played in the minors in Tulsa. And they called him up for the playoffs. For game one of the playoffs, they called him up against the Flyers. And I'm at Bowling Green now. And I'm like, I have to watch this game. Well, 
The Rangers were on WOR Channel 9, which is a super station, just like TBS, okay? Okay. And the Rangers were on WOR, but we didn't get WOR on Bowling Green, but they did in Cleveland. So I drove two hours to Cleveland to go to a fraternity brother's of mine, his house, and watch the Rangers game. And then two days later, drove back to watch game two, and then <laughs> went, drove to New York 10 hours to be at Madison Square Garden for game three. And one of the great thrills of my life was being at Madison Square Garden an hour and a half before the game and walking up near the glass and watching one of my true best friends in life skate out onto the ice with his jersey number 37 in his first time at Madison Square Garden. And they wow. put him they put him on the line with the Rangers' best player and Ron Duguay. And I just couldn't believe it. Like, I could not believe that I was at Madison Square Garden with one of my best friends playing for the team that I grew up idolizing. I couldn't believe it. So, and then I went, I, I stayed there and went to game four. And then the Rangers beat the Flyers and then they played Washington. And that's, by the way, when I ended up tending bar in Rye, New York, after the Rangers were eliminated by the Capitals. I told you the story. The, no, the I, haven't, I haven't heard that one. Oh, oh, this is unbelievable. So the Rangers lose to Washington and their season is over and it's on a Friday night. Yeah. So we go to this bar in New York uh, called The Sticks and a couple of the former Rangers uh, owned it. Phil Esposito had a piece of it, Ron Duguay, and there was one other guy. And the bar was shaped like the top of a, of a hockey goal. Okay. And so I remember going there and there were a lot of celebrities in there. And George goes, Nate, come here. I want you to meet somebody. And George goes, and George was always playing tricks on me. So he goes, Nate, I want you to meet Calvin Klein. And I'm like, yeah, right. <laughs> and it was Calvin Klein. You know, so there I am putting the foot in my mouth. Okay. Yeah. So there were a lot of other, uh, Carol Alt was a supermodel. She was married to Ron Greshner. So, you know, it was big time. So anyway, we end up, uh, the Rangers trained at Ryde, New York, which is in Westchester County, just north of Manhattan. And all the Rangers used to go to this bar called The Pub. And The Pub in Ryan, New York, uh, was, actually it was in Armonk, but they connect with one another. So we go to The Pub, and we're there. We're there we get there at like 1 in the morning, and we're there, and the sun's coming up, and everyone is still at the bar. And the bartender who owned the bar, his name was Hitch. And we're still there until Saturday afternoon, and Hitch goes, man, I got to go. And we're closing it down. <laughs> and I'm and I'm like Hitch, don't close it, you know. And all the Rangers going, Hitch, you can't close it. They're yeah. like, he's going, I, I, I'm going to pass out. I got to go. I go, Hitch, listen. I go, I've tended bar. I tended bar for four years. I said, he goes, you're going to give away the bar. I go, Hitch, I'm telling you right now, I won't <laughs> give away the bar. Teach me how to work the register. He goes, okay. And they're all the Rangers are going, Hitch, he's tending bar. End the discussion. Go home. Get some sleep. So I get behind the bar on now Saturday evening. And I'm tending bar for Ron Greshner, Tom Laidlaw, all the Rangers. I still remember oh, wow. to this day what they were drinking. Laidlaw and Gresh were drinking Jack and Coke. I mean, there were other players. So literally, we stayed there. Now, if you, I'm not, I'm, this is I'm not making this story up. Okay, we wow. we ended up we ended up staying at the bar until Sunday morning when Hitch came back. And <laughs> I, again, I'm not really I'm not I'm not exaggerating. You cannot make this up. We watched the sunrise on Sunday morning. And then all of a sudden I can't mention the name cause I can't do this. Okay. Yeah. But a, one of the most well-known Rangers ever. Okay. Ends up walking into the bar on Sunday and <laughs> he, he's, 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 his suit is ripped. 
He's got a black eye. He's got a cut in the side of his mouth. And we're like, and I can't mention his name. We're like, hey, what the hell happened to you? And he goes, well, I got to go home. And he goes, on Friday night, I called my wife and told her I was kidnapped. And now I got to go home. So I just had a couple <laughs> of boys take me out in the parking lot and beat the shit out of me. So when I go home, I can tell my wife, hey, I really was kidnapped. I just got out. Okay. So, uh, like, <laughs> that is classic. Yeah. That is classic. Napes, did, anyway, you, uh, do, did you do your four second pours for the guys? Did you, did you, know, pour a little you know what? Heavy? No, you know what? I... I I had to make sure that everyone was able to go the, the, the distance. So, no, I was doing it. I didn't give away the bar. I All did right. not Very give away the bar. Uh, I did not. But I will say one thing, George became George became an instant fan favorite. George was one of the toughest guys, 5'9", toughest nails. And George was ended up being one of the league's best fighters. And, again, he was talented. He scored a couple of goals in that series against Philly. But when George, in the first game that George played – he took on Rick Tockett. Now, Rick Tockett is a coach in the NHL and has been a coach. He's now a broadcaster as well. If you ever look at Rick Tockett, he's got a scar underneath his eye. And that happened in that game at Madison Square Garden. George took on Rick Tockett, the Flyers' toughest player, and annihilated him. And from that moment, George became an instant fan favorite at Madison Square Garden. And they loved him for years until he ended up getting traded. Wow. That's all it takes. That all. Yep. That's all yep. it takes. Anyway, I guess we're not talking about the Kings right now, are we? I got off on a tangent, and I apologize to everyone for that. But there are a couple of things that have happened in my life that I look back on, and I'm like, and here's something else that happened. Now, we talk about load management, right? Yes. And we talk about what's going on. So in that series, after the Rangers beat the Flyers, okay, George, I'm in the, I'm in the Rangers locker room, and Barry Beck, was the Rangers captain, defenseman, number three. And I'm looking at Bubba. His nickname was Bubba. And I'm like, George, what the hell? He's, he's hurt. He's not going to be able to play. He goes, what are you talking about? I go, he had two people helping him out with his clothes. He goes, oh, no. He's been playing with a, a separated shoulder. And he can't, he, he's been like that for the last month of the season. He, can't, he, he could not lift his arm this high. Couldn't get dressed by himself. But he's out there playing. That's hockey for you. That's hockey uh, player. You've yep. got to be a different breed to play hockey. I yep. mean, it, it's almost like a badge of honor when you see him uh -huh. with a tooth knocked out and whatnot. It, it, you're playing on concrete, frozen concrete. Yep. And these guys are as big as the NFL guys. It's nuts. All right. So there you have it. Oh, Grant, you, this? Need, yeah. you need to write a book just about like your sports stories with all your different yep. friends without identifying yep. them, I'm sure it would just be a classic. I have a lot. I really do. All right, let's shift back to the Kings. Let's end this show. Uh, I think it's good. This is a great time to have two days off. You're going to be playing a Clippers team that is playing Thursday night against the Warriors. So uh, keep it going. Keep it going. Yeah, keep it going. Um, I, I think – I would hope, De'Aaron, this was more precaution because I yes. personally have not heard anything serious coming out of this. Um, and he's refreshed. He's back for Friday night. And, you know, Grant, even if the Kings lose Friday night, they are still in good position. But um, I, I think Friday night is going to be a very, very exciting night for Sacramento. Uh, I was a Fidelt at uh, Bowling Green. Pledged my uh, freshman, my fall quarter in my uh, freshman year. Best four years of my life at Bowling Green by far. All right. 
Ryan, great job today on the pregame, buddy. I'm really proud of you. You were great. You're getting a lot of positive feedback. So you'll be doing it again on Friday before the Clippers game. Thanks, Grant. Appreciate it. And appreciate all of you. Thank you, Ryan. Good stuff right there. And folks, thank you very much for joining us right here on If You Don't Like That. We'll be back tomorrow with Jerry Reynolds at 3 o'clock and then Friday, pre-halftime, post-game of the Clippers. Thank you very much and so long, everybody. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.